Hello and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. I hope everyone is doing good. I hope everyone's alive <laughs> because we had the heat wave and it was, oh my God, it was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. There was just so much, there was just so much like controversy about it, wasn't it? Like, some people were like, oh, stop complaining. Some people were like, oh my God, it's horrendous. I feel like there's a fine line. I think the people who were like, there's no need to complain were clearly the people who had nothing to do but sit outside all day in the paddling pools with the ice lollies. Then I feel like the people who are like, oh my God, this is hell, it's so bad. It's like, just crack the hell on, it's two days. I sat in the fit middle, it was horrible, it was gross, but at the end of the day, it's two days, it is what it is, and you just do what you do to survive, and here I am, alive. But in today's episode, we're not gonna be talking about the heat and the weather, because that's so bloody British, isn't it? I want to talk to you about some mindset strategies for how you can actually level up your progress massively, just with these small mindset shifts. Now, a lot of you have messaged me when I, about, you know, listening to the podcast and you've been enjoying the episodes and we've had a chat and said, well, I've said, well, what kind of episodes have you been enjoying the most? What more would you like to hear? And a lot of feedback has been around um, the mindset-based ones and the psychology-based ones. So I want to delve into that today because I'm a really firm believer that if your mindset is not in the right place, it doesn't matter how perfect your diet is, it doesn't matter how perfect your training program and setup is, your mindset is going to be the thing that holds you back and your mindset is ultimately going to be the thing that gets you the results you want. So I want to talk through some of these mindset shifts that you can make and if you are guilty of any of them, because I think, to be honest, looking at most of these, I've done most of these, or I do do most of these, and if you switch them, how it can really, really level up your progress and level up your results. So, shall we get into it? Let's do it. So, the first one I want to just touch on, I've done a whole podcast on this, so if you want to know more about this one, because I think this is probably the most common one that I see amongst people that I follow on social media, and obviously working with the clients that I do, is all or nothing thinking. So, All or nothing thinking, in summary, is this idea that you have to follow everything 100%. Are you failed? You know, you have to follow your program set out by your PT or your coach 100%. You have to stick to your calories 100% all of the time. And if you don't, you eat off plan, you eat off your meal plan, you go over your calories, you failed. And then you go into what we call the fuck it mode, which is, well, I've already failed, so what's the point? It's that I'm either doing everything or I'm doing, you know, nothing. I'm just going to completely go off everything because I've already undone everything. So it's very common and I completely kind of understand the mindset. You know, I do get quite anxious when things don't go 100%. And in the past, I used to, it used to really freak me out, you know, if I couldn't track my calories, what if I'm over and well, what's the point? And it's a mindset shift that really holds you back because the way you need to think about things, and this is what I tell my clients a lot of the time, is you need to question your own logic. So let's just say, for example, um, yesterday it was the heat wave and you had your usual meal plan and what have you. And then, you know, your mom offered you a ice cream because everyone's having ice cream and you're like, you know what, it's the heat wave, it's once I'm going to have an ice cream. But I've already had my meal plan, so this ice cream is going to take you like 150 calories over. The logic is, right, so let's just look at it as a percentage. Your day was still pretty much 90% bang on. 150 calories in the grand scheme of things really is nothing. So you just have to really sit and rationalise. And it can be hard when you want to be perfect, but what is perfection? Because ultimately there's always something better we can do. We can always be better. You know, this is the nature of fitness. We can always look to find ways to optimise our diet more, optimise our health more get better in the gym, get stronger in the gym. 
So just question yourself, go, okay, well, is this really going to push me over the edge as a one-off if every single other day this week I have been bang on, is this, is this anything to worry about or stress about? No. Okay, so that ice cream's taking me over. So if we look at it as a ratio or a percentage, I've been 95% bang on with all of my tick boxes this week. It's a pretty good percentage, really, isn't it, when you look at it like that. And at the end of the day, even if you did completely, let's just say, have one day where it went a little bit over or one day untracked or whatever, it's like a one-off, a 70-80% week is still a majority win. And that is still going to get you closer to your goals. So you just always have to question that. Like yesterday, for example, was my birthday. Um, didn't get any presents or cards from you guys, which I'm a bit disappointed about. But, you know, you've still got time. Belated birthday and all that. But it was my birthday and I decided, you know what, for my mentality's sake, I want to take it on track. Not that I want to go and just eat everything. It's just that I'm going to my parents. I know they're making me a barbecue. I know it's going to be good quality whole foods. Um, the cheesecake, that isn't, but it's my birthday and I want cheesecake. And I don't want to stress about the macros. I just want to eat, you know, foods that I enjoy and foods that I, you know, I ate my normal meals during the day and I didn't want to stress that will the barbecue and cheesecake take me over my macros? Will I have to try and change things? I just wanted to enjoy it. Was that optimal? No. But am I still moving closer towards my goals because I still prioritised protein? I still did my cardio. I still did my steps. You know, most of my meals were the same. Yeah. So it's nothing to stress or worry about. Just because I had one day on track, just because I had some cheesecake and slightly different foods, it doesn't mean I've ruined anything. The majority was still absolutely fine. And even if it wasn't as a one-off day, even if yesterday I just sat and ate cake all day, my week you know, from today onwards is going to be bang on ticking my boxes. So it really is nothing to stress or worry about. So that's my first point. The next point I want to talk about is something called overgeneralization. So it's where you basically see one negative thing as this never ending pattern of like defeats. So like, for example, I overate yesterday, I'm, I'm stuck at dieting, I'm rubbish at dieting, I'll never get to where I want to be. So it's basically taking one small thing that goes wrong and just you know, magnifying it and basically seeing it as like a generalization of I'm a failure, you know, one fail means I'm a failure. And you just actually, again, this is where you need to counter argue yourself and just go, okay, consider the conflicting evidence because we don't see one gym session, you know, one really good gym session and think, oh my God, I'm an Olympic athlete. You know, we don't do it that way. So why is it that when one little thing goes wrong, we see it as we are wrong. And it's not because we are not the event. And the thing about life is things do go wrong. You know, life is not plain sailing. Stuff goes wrong all the time. And as frustrating as it is, and sometimes as stressful as it is, it's part and parcel of life. And to be honest, if everything just went right all the time, pretty fucking boring, right? Because when things go wrong, we learn from them, we grow from them, and we have to have the lows ultimately to, to experience the highs. Imagine if every single time you went to the gym, you got a PB, you wouldn't get that same buzz. Imagine if every single you know day there was no stresses, no worries, it was like being in Disneyland every day. You wouldn't get that same high that you get when you do go to Disneyland. So what you need to do again is just basically put it into perspective. So for example, I overate yesterday, um, I'm a failure, I can't diet. Okay, so what about the other six days? You stuck to your diet then, so that evidence realistically shows that you are not a failure. You had a one-off day, you are not a failure. And what you need to do is just basically tell yourself that and just basically find the evidence that is gonna disregard it. So for example, 
Um, let's go for another one. So for example, say you were going for a max squat, you've been building up to it, and when it happened, the pressure cracked and you just couldn't hit it. And it was like, you know, I'm so weak, I'm never gonna get there. What's the point of me even trying? It's like, well, the point of you trying is you're so close. You had one bad session where maybe the heat threw you off or you haven't slept well or just the pressure got to you. Okay, it's fine, but every other session has been good. So don't overgeneralize. Don't see one small thing as uh, you are a failure or you can't do it because everyone makes mistakes. Nobody is perfect. Find the evidence that, you know, shows that you aren't a failure. What else has gone right? Has, you know, has other days gone right? Have other situations of the same scenario of, you know, dieting or training gone right? And just argue with yourself. And ultimately as well, realize that mistakes are a good thing. You know, things going wrong are a good thing because you can learn and you can grow from them. So you overate yesterday. Well, why? Oh, because I was offered, um, you know, I was at a party and I was offered food and I couldn't resist. Okie doke. So in the future, if you're going to feel bad for the fact that you overate at these socials, could you factor in your social? Could you preempt that? I'm probably going to be offered food. Shall I leave some calories for it? Or could it be that actually you just build up that confidence to go, actually, do you know what? No, this is me. This is my goals. And you know what? I don't want any of your food. I'm quite happy with mine. And that comes with time, that comes with confidence, but you have to experience those times where you fail in order to build up the confidence to do it next time. So that's overgeneralization. The next point I wanna talk about is what is called the negative mental filter. So this is where basically, and this is something that I see so much in check-ins and so much on social media. So it's where you basically just dwell on the negatives and highlight all the negatives and just completely throw your, you know, negate your positives, throw them under the bus, disregard them. So for example, it's, it's sh- this is a really common one that I see in check-ins, right? So I'll read over my client's check-in form and I'll see that they've smashed their gym sessions, they've had a really good week of sleep, they've been managing their stress really well, they've tried loads of new recipes, they've been bang on hitting their macros and calories and water targets and steps targets and so many wins and they felt amazing in their shorts, in the sun and just wins, 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 wins. And then I'll look over things, you know, maybe that they are unhappy about or want to work on. And it will just be that because they've not lost weight, they're unhappy with their progress. They feel like a failure. They feel like they've been letting them down. It's been a terrible week. I want a good week next week. And I'm like, whoa, 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 (laughs) when I'm doing their feedback. I'm reading through this and I can see so many positives, like so many. And the reason that you're talking down to yourself is you're filtering out all of these positives because you're just dwelling on that one negative. And usually that one negative for a lot of people is that scale not going the direction people want or seeing spikes or fluctuations. I had it with one of my ladies actually. <clears throat> Voice went then. I was like, no, don't go over oh, my podcast recording. That would not be ideal. Um, one of my ladies doing her photo shoot prep this week, she was absolutely smashing it, you know, doing everything bang on right. And her scale weight just didn't move for whatever reason. And she was flapping. She was like, oh, I'm not coming in. I don't look any better. And I was just like, whoa, 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 stop. You know, if that scale had gone down, you would be saying something totally different to me. You know, you're just homing in on that one thing. And it unfortunately is the scale for a lot of people. So if that is something you relate to, I have got a podcast on improving your scale weight relationship a fair few episodes ago. So definitely go give that one a listen. But generally, if you are someone in this position who sees that one negative in isolation and just disregards all the positives is what you need to do is when you do do a weekly check-in or whether you are reflecting on your week, it's kind of just weigh up the pros and cons. 
And this is something that I'm doing at the moment for myself is it's very easy, especially when you're doing things like a reverse diet to home in on, you know, the fact that your body is changing and just completely home in on that. So in my check-in forms that I send to my coach, I do discuss the fact that, you know, I do have body image bad days and I do have, you know, a few head blags about eating more food. But at the same time, I do make a conscious effort to go, but you know what? Um, I do feel good. This is, you know, I'm not completely hating my body. Um, even though it's uncomfortable, I feel good. My training is flying. My sleep's amazing. My energy is superb. My productivity for work and just general life is amazing so it's about weighing it up and at the end of the day if there are more pros to cons you kind of just need to see it as like a scale balance or you know just look at it as like a numbers how many positives are they and if the positives outweigh the negatives pardon the kind of play on words because we are talking about scale weight you almost need to think well that is meaningless that well it's not meaningless but that is not taking over because at the end of the day even if everything has gone right it's okay to feel a little bit frustrated that maybe the scale hasn't moved but if every single week or you're letting that number completely disregard and take away from all of the successes that's a problem because it's going to just make you feel very very down and demotivated and dis- disheartened now that's not to say that if for example every single week you know, you're having really good gym sessions and, you know, you, your sleep's good and your steps are good and you're not losing weight every single week. For you to just go, oh, it's fine because I'm having all the success here because then something somewhere needs to change and it's going, okay, well, maybe this isn't quite working. But it, there's a difference between identifying that things maybe aren't moving in the right direction and solving the problem at hand opposed to completely disregarding all of your positives because of that one negative even if things aren't working and even if things do need to change that does not mean that you completely throw every single positive under the bus and this is why i've it's been i've been doing it with quite a few of my clients recently who who do have this sort of negative mental filter is i go right okay so every single day i want you to send me a win doesn't matter how big it is it doesn't matter how small it is something to do with you know you and your goals send me a win because i really want them to start to really remind themselves of the positives and just stop filtering in on the things that are going wrong and even if it is a small win there is always something that is going right the next point is about jumping to conclusions and again very very common to assume things without facts and there's basically two kind of types of this there's people who are what i call mind read so it's very common to have this belief um when you first go into the gym oh everyone's looking at me and i feel like an idiot and um you know i feel stupid they, they know i'm new they know i don't know what i'm doing so i can't go into the gym or what I call kind of like fortune telling, you know, I'm always going to be fat, I'm always going to fail, um, I'm always going to struggle, I'm never going to get there, that sort of thing. And when people have these, um, you know, beliefs, so to speak, about what other people think of them, or what they, you know, what they know about their own future, I just always ask them, well, wh- where's this come from, you know, where have these beliefs come from? Do you have the evidence to support this belief? If you have hardcore evidence to support this belief, well, okay, fair enough, but do you? Or is it that this insecurity is coming from something else and manifesting in this belief? So what I mean by that is, for example, if you've always had you know, low self-confidence or maybe you've been bullied at school or you've always struggled to fit in, I know it sounds very, very deep and philosophical, but if you are someone with that sort of low self-belief, it's very easy for you to then walk into the gym and have that assumption because it's like, well, you know, I was bullied in school. I was, you know, didn't really have many friends and felt very left out and I was a bit of an outsider. So surely I'm the same in this scenario. And that was me. You know, when I first walked into the gym, I was a bit of a loser at school at times. There was times in school when I didn't have any friends and 
I did actually just walk around, you know, sometimes on my lunch breaks with no one to sit with. And I don't want you to feel sorry for me because that's not what it's about. But because I had that, you know, feeling of always, oh, people are always looking at me. People know that I don't have any friends at school. That's how I used to feel. That manifested when I first walked in the gym, I felt the exact same. But what you actually need to do is just go, okay, this is what I think. Do I have the evidence to support this? And when you actually say that to yourself, usually you don't. Usually it comes from a personal insecurity and that's projected onto the situation that you're in. But when you actually think about the reality, it's not true. So how do people know you're new? No one knows you're new. You know, I see people in the gym every single day, you know, the same people, you know, a year down the line and they do not know what they're doing in the gym. I'll tell you that now. Some people are like four years down the line. I'm telling you now, they don't have a clue what they're doing in the gym, but no one knows if you're new or not. You know, and if you are new, you know, get an induction, ask for some help. You know, no one cares. Everyone's new at something. Everyone's looking at you. No, they're not. Actually, look around. Are people looking at you? No, people, people, you know, look around and, you know, you might get the odd freaking weirdo, but you get the odd weirdos everywhere. No one's looking at you. And when you sort of predict your own future, how do you know your own future? You don't know your own future. And I'm very, very passionate about this because... When I got into fit, you know, when I was getting into fitness, the person who I was was not in a good headspace. My mental health was not good. You know, I didn't have, you know, many friends. I didn't see myself really having a career. I was very, very shy. I was very, very low in self-confidence. I was very, very low in body confidence. And I never, ever saw myself as a person who would be pretty self-confident, pretty body confident, I would say, owning their own business, you know, working with loads of women, helping them to achieve what it is that I wanted to achieve at that moment in time, getting a degree, smashing out, you know, all these courses and self-development that I've done, living a really good quality of life. I never saw that for myself. I always thought that I will just be average, you know, I'll have an average job. I'll always feel average, you know, and that's just who I am. But I've surpassed all expectations of myself and anyone can do that. And this is why I do this job. It's not just about getting people shredded for some bro. It's about helping them to believe that they can do whatever they set their mind to and that it's not just, you know, in the fitness realms and how they feel in their body, but it will completely transform their life. It will give them the confidence to go for new jobs and promotions and change their career and go on those goddamn dates because they feel goddamn sexy enough. That is what it's about for me. So when people have those beliefs of, you know, I will always be this, this is why I work with people because I want to completely flip those beliefs on those heads because those beliefs are the ones that are going to hold you back from seeing results because if you always believe I'm always going to be fat well at the end of the day when you're in a situation where it's like do I stick to my calories or not you're not going to because that self-fulfilling prophecy is going to kick in of I'm always going to be fat so fuck it I might as well eat the cake because I'm going to be fat anyway so always question these beliefs question the validity find where they come from and sometimes it actually comes from a deeper rooted inner insecurity and that's what you need to deal with and that's something that I do support my clients with is helping them find well where have these beliefs come from how can we change them how can we flip them on their head Magnification and minimization, and this is very, very similar to the overgeneralization point, is that you some things are blown out of proportion and then other things are minimized. And usually it is a bit like that overgeneralization effect of the small things are magnified as a disaster and everything's going wrong, and the big successes are minimized. So for example, let's just say I had I've got a client who's a strong woman and oh my god the stuff she does is so incredible when she tells me about her lifts I'm just like damn girl I wish I could do that and um this is not 
what she said to me, but I'm going to use her as an example. Let's just say she has a small scale weight fluctuation of like half a pound, which is very natural, which is a very, very small thing. And she comes to me and goes, this is the end of the world. I can't lose any weight. I'm terrible. It's a disaster. It's a crisis. And she's just done like her max ever deadlift of like 100 and something kilos because that's what she can do. That success is pretty damn incredible. That should be, she should be sending me the message of that going, yes, queen, I'm amazing. Who's Beyonce? I'm Beyonce because that is fucking incredible. And she should be going. I've had a small weight fluctuation, but it's, you know, it's just what it is. You know, it happens. Or I ate later last night or I haven't had a poo or whatever. And it usually comes from comparison to others. And it usually comes from personal insecurity. And the way to sort of change this, you know, blowing the small things out of proportion is to think, well, why are you blowing these small things out of proportion? What is it about these small things that you are seeing as a disaster? Is it that you are seeing other people who you comparing yourself to doing something similar and that's not happening to them so for example you're on a diet and you're following similar calories and they're losing weight and you're not you know is it because you're comparing yourself to other people and if so stop it <laughs> stop comparing yourself to other people audit your social media are they making you feel worse about yourself you know are you for example when I was doing my photo shoot prep and um, with my clients I was getting it in a lot of my check-ins that they were comparing their physiques and their progress to other girls in, on the shoot. And I just had to go, guys, stop. You're all doing incredible, but you're own, all on your own journeys. You all have different bodies. You all have different start points. You all have different struggles. You all have a different story to tell, which is what this photo shoot is about. So stop it because it's only making you feel shit about yourself. You're blowing little things like, you know, how you're looking in your scale weight out of proportion and you're minimizing the success of the fact that you've stuck to this and committed to this for weeks on end and you've all transformed in your own special ways. Because all it's going to do is make you feel shit about yourself. All it's going to do is make you want to quit because you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling disheartened. When ultimately, there is some pretty goddamn successes that you should be celebrating that should be empowering you to keep fucking going. So this is why I do check-ins. This is why I get my clients to highlight their wins in the check-ins. This is why I get my clients to send me wins. You know, why is it okay to beat ourselves up? Why is it okay to, you know, normalize in society to talk about the things that are going wrong and, you know, only talk about them? Um, you know, it probably feels more normal for a client to send a coach or, you know, for me to send to my coach something that I'm struggling with. And the actually, yeah, thinking about it, if I was having a bad day, I would feel it's more normal for me to go, I'm having a bad day for X, Y, and Z. Rather than to go, I've had a really good session. It's like, well, she doesn't care about that. But I want my clients to know that I do care about that. I would rather, you know, when you have a win, tell me about it. Don't just wait for things to go wrong to tell me about. I want to hear about the good stuff as well. Because you should be hyping yourself up. We should be allowed to celebrate our successes. You know, we celebrate our mates' successes and our mums and our dads. Why can't we celebrate our own? It doesn't make you big-headed. It makes you much more self-assured and self-confident. So magnify the good stuff. Hype up the good stuff. Over-hype it. If you've got a coach, when you've, they've got wins, when you've got wins, just send them the wins. Don't wait and think, oh, I'm bothering them. I want to hear about it. If you don't have a coach and you want to celebrate a win and you're just feeling a little bit, you know, who do I send it to? DM me on Instagram. I want to hear about it. Don't just beat yourself up about the hard stuff and talk about that. Because again, if you're talking about it, you're just reminding yourself of it. And again, that's putting you into that negative headspace. And the final one is emotional reasoning. So this is basically where you you base the reality off your feelings. So for example, you go into the gym 
and you feel a little bit nervous because it's your first time in the gym, you then basically reason with yourself and go, okay, I feel anxious in the gym. This must be a scary and intimidating place, so I can't be here. And it's very, very common that people do it within their diets as well. So they basically justify behaviors based off their emotions. So I feel really, really sad. So chocolate makes me happy. Therefore, I need chocolate when I feel like this. Things like that. And obviously, if you're using your emotion to reason and rationalize and justify things, these things can hold you back. So if you're basically going, okay, I feel a little bit anxious in the gym. The gym must be a completely terrifying, scary, monstrous place. Therefore, I must not step foot in the gym ever again because it's terrible. Well, that's holding you back. Even though it's a very, very normal emotion to have, you know? Um, The chocolate one, yes, chocolate does make you feel better. And for a short while, you know, it gives you that dopamine and it tastes good. But it's, you, know, you can't justify the fact that just because you feel sad, you need chocolate. Because you don't always. So what you need to do is try to challenge that belief. You need to try and find a way and mean of actually going, well, why do I feel like that? Where has it come from? Is, you know, is the gym a scary or intimidating place? Or actually is it that this is you know, my first time in the gym and it's very, very normal to feel this way? Was it that actually, do you know what, it was a very, maybe I need to try a different gym, maybe this wasn't the one for me. When you're feeling, you know, sad, stressed, anxious, and you would normally turn to chocolate, well, why are you feeling like that? Where does that emotion come from? If it's that you've had a stressful day at work, well, chocolate isn't going to, you know, take away work stress, unfortunately. So how could you look to minimise um, work stress? You know, don't just use your emotions. Emotions are very, very strong. Emotions are very, very powerful. But when emotions are strong, that is when you need to be stronger and actually use your logic and rationale to go, is this, you know, is this a smart thing to do? Is this the right thing to do? Is this actually going to solve the problem at hand? Or is this actually going to take me back? Is this going to set me back from what it is I want to achieve and the person that it is that I want to be? And you just have to have that, that discussion with yourself and actually almost challenge the belief in some way for yourself and go, you know, for example, the gym is not a scary place, it's just my first experience that, you know, actually kind of counter your own feelings, but again, that is something that is quite challenging to do, but at the end of the day, what doesn't challenge us, doesn't change us. So, that is today's podcast. In summary, I hope it has been helpful, I hope you've enjoyed the mindset-based podcast, because a lot of you asked for them, so I hope it's been good. Any questions, or, you know, anything you want to ask me, off the back of this podcast, please do. If you want to share your wins with me, um, that would be pretty cool. You know, send me a DM, obviously clients, if you're listening, just shoot me a message on the app. I'd love to hear about your wins. Remember, let's always celebrate the wins. Let's not just focus on the negatives and all of these mindset shifts, you can't just do them. I can't, you know, it'd be great if I just said, right, go away and do them and you just, you know, press the button, click your fingers and you were thinking in this new way. But if any of these you did relate to, just over time, really start to question your thinking patterns. And over time, you will find that the way you would think about things will change. And that's why I've called it a mindset shift because it isn't an overnight fix. It's a gradual change, but a gradual change that will lead to better results, better outcomes, better self-confidence, better self-belief in the long run. Over and out for this week. Have a fantastic one, guys. And I'll catch you on next week's episode.